one pen, one prayer. Tell God, forgive me for one sin. Matter of fact, maybe more than one. Look back at all the hatred against me. Fuck all of them. Jesus died at age 33. That's 33 shots from twin glocks and 16 apiece. That's 32, which means one of my guns was holding 17. 27 hit your crew. Six went into you. Everybody gotta die sometime. Hope your funeral never gets shot up. Bullets tear through the innocent. Nothing to spare. Niggas roll up. Shooting from wheelchairs. My heart is racing. Tasting revenge in the air. I let this shit slide for too many years. Too many times now. I'm strapped with a couple of max. Too many nines. If y'all niggas really with me, get busy. Load up the semis. Do more than just hold it. Explode the clip until you empty. There's nothing in our way. They bust. We bust. They rust. We rust. Let Brian feel it. I feel it in my gut. Yeah, we take these bitches to war. Lie them down. Cause we stronger now. My nigga, the time is now. Cut it, cut it, cut it. Yes. Yet another birthday show. This is the second one. Um, yeah, man. Um, it's actually been a year since I began this podcast. I've never really did a year uh, show. I, I think I might have, but fuck it. I'm doing so many. I do so many goddamn shows as is, but yes, this is the birthday show. Um, yeah, obviously, by the soundtrack, it's definitely my 33rd birthday. Yes. Does it feel good to be 33? I don't know. I feel like I feel like my life is just beginning. I feel like there's a lot more life to live. I feel like there's so much more that I can do than what I'm doing right now. And I'm not just going to sit here and just watch life pass me by. I'm actually going to put my time into great things. And I'm going to just leave it at that. But anyway, man, we're going to get to the real shit. I don't know where to start. I mean, obviously, um, I did a video on my King Known NBA Music Talk page on... um, it was YouTube, right? And I detailed a trade that Indiana sent Karis LeVert in a 2022 second round pick to Miami. And Cleveland sent to, to uh, Indiana, Ricky Rubio, 
a lottery protected first round pick, a 2022 second round pick via Houston, and a 2027 second round pick via Utah. Now, this trade here changes the whole landscape of the East. Obviously, you see the Nets are slumping, which opens up a lot of spots for other teams to come in and sneak in to take that top spot. Now, currently, you know, Chicago, I think they're still number one. If I'm not mistaken, I have to double check. Let me check. I think they're still number one, right? No, I'm wrong. The Miami Heat, with their three-game win streak, have taken sole possession of the number one seed in the East. And then Milwaukee has number two. Chicago has number three. Cleveland is tied for number three. They're the fourth seed. Philly's fifth. Toronto is sixth. Jesus, the Nets are sliding down, and the Celtics are technically tied for the seventh seed, with the Nets owning the tiebreaker, of course, so the Nets keep fucking around, they'll be ninth at some point, they'll fuck around and be eighth or ninth, yeah, man, scary hours in the Eastern Conference, now, this trade helps a Cleveland team become deeper in their starting lineup and their depth. I mean, you look at their team right now. You have Garland, you have Levert, you have Okoro, you have um, Mobley, you have Allen, you have Markkinen, you have Rondo still, you have Colin Sexton who could make a return, Kevin Love, you got, uh, shit, that's a bit, that's a deep ass team. That's a very deep team and a scary team in that Eastern Conference. Okay, let's move on now. I already detailed what I thought about it. This could get Cleveland towards maybe a conference finals berth. Maybe. Washington Wizards want Sabonis. It's no uh, reports on what that offer is right now. It's no reports on... What could be this interesting offer that the Wizards submitted to the Indiana Pacers? Because as I said in that video and I said on the last show, the uh, Indiana Pacers are sellers. So they want to see what you guys have for Sabonis. And will they accept? We don't know. If the Wizards do get DeMontis Sabonis, this team becomes better in the interior. I mean, you could see a lineup of what? Dinwiddie, even though the Washington Wizards are, you know, pissed off with Dinwiddie. They're tired of Dinwiddie. There's something going on in the locker room that is turning the team against Spencer Dinwiddie, and I don't know why. If I knew, I would know. And if you know, you know. But currently, as it stands, it would be Dinwiddie, um, Beal. Um, I don't know who their three is, bro. Like, they, they, they switch that shit around too much. Like, I know it could be Avija. It could be uh, Kispert, right? 
Kuzma. You know, there's so many forwards on that team. Kuzma would be the four, possibly, and Sabonis would be the five. With Trez, with KFC coming off the bench. But it's a possibility that they might have to give up a lot of their rotation to get Sabonis and possibly a first-round pick. Now, I have gotten this recent news about Steve Nash and Kevin Durant. They don't want James Harden traded, but Harden has expressed that he is going to be a free agent next season. No matter what. So it's best if Brooklyn gets something for him. And that something is Ben Simmons. Now, the manage the management is interested in a trade for Ben Simmons as long as Seth Curry is included. Man, if I'm the goddamn Brooklyn Nets, I'm saying yes. Because you get a defender. You get a great ball handler with a decent IQ for a guy who is overweight, washed up, and unhappy. Now, here's the thing. Brooklyn Nets, I'm pulling the trigger right now. And they need to work on getting depth. And there are plenty of teams and there are plenty of players out there that can help their depth. I mean, they should be pursuing, you know, uh, Goran Dragic. They should be pursuing um, Marvin Bagley Jr. They should be pursuing Jeremy Grant. They should be pursuing... CJ McCollum. They should be pursuing Spencer Dinwiddie again. Why not? Yeah, they fucked up by letting go of Karis LeVert. Now it's a wrap. But anyway, um, Julius Randle. Oh, boy. This, I mean, I, when, when Julius Randle got drafted, I was so, I, I, I liked Julius Randle. I liked his toughness. But I'm just saying, dog, like, it's crazy, bro. Like, I thought that he was like a more athletic version of Zach Randolph. And he was a good all-around player. I mean, technically, throughout his career, he averaged 19, 20 a game anyway. And when he got to the Knicks his first year there, he took them to the playoffs. But unfortunately, they were beaten in five by a Hawks team that wasn't really expected to do much. But they made it all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals. This year has been a complete 360. As the Knicks, embarrassing, in embarrassing fashion, 
lost to the Los Angeles Lakers after having as many as a 30-point lead. This was an ass-kicking to remember. And Randall on the sidelines is arguing with the film guy, and he's getting into a shouting match with him, looking like he about to square up with him. I'm like, Randall, you did fuck up on that defensive play. Why you want to fight? You shouldn't want to fight. You should want to go out there and put that energy towards basketball. If you're going to fight somebody, fight somebody on the other team. Not your own goddamn team. The major question is, is this New York's wake-up call or is this New York's downfall? More on that on the next episode of Loving Hip Hip Hop Atlanta. But anyway, oh, Loving Hip Hop New York. My bad. Um, Thibodeau is tripping. I think it might be time for the Knicks to fire Tom Thibodeau. His coaching style is up outdated. He is clearly not the voice that the Knicks need. I heard that this nigga didn't even want Cam Reddish. I'm like, are you crazy? Cam Reddish is a bucket. And he hasn't played him at all in New York. He's buried on the bench. Which is wild to me. I would have to fucking cut bait with Tom Thibodeau. He shouldn't be coaching in the NBA. Now, he isn't a bad coach, but he isn't the coach for the New York Knicks. That's all I'm saying. He's not... He's not a bad coach. He's not the worst coach in the league. Sometimes your time is up. Sometimes your time might be to hang it up and retire from coaching. Because it's just not you anymore. It's just not. Um... All-Star Game updates. Um, LaMelo Ball is set to replace Kevin Durant in the All-Star Game. been there in the first place and DeJounte Murray was selected to replace Draymond Green I love DeJounte Murray he deserves it he's a great kid but he's on a shitty team you mean to tell I mean I love DeJounte Murray I love his game I appreciate him and all that but no love for Ant-Man Anthony Edwards should have replaced Draymond Green. Draymond Green shouldn't even be in the goddamn All-Star game in the first place. 
Anthony Edwards should be starting in the All-Star game. Period. Period, point fucking blank, dawg. That shit bothers me. And still no Jalen Brown. I love LaMelo. He should be there. I agree with that. But Chris Middleton should not be there. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. Jalen Brown is a way better player. He is big time. And if Giannis Antipo-Negro had Jalen Brown instead of Chris Middleton, they would 3 P. Book it. I don't give a fuck what y'all niggas think. That, that's facts. Because Giannis would have a reliable number two. And not a number two that disappears. And isn't consistent. He's only in the All-Star game because he's Giannis's teammate. That's it. It's the Giannis card that he's using. Alright? Alright. Rant over. Now, CJ McCollum's trade value has increased with the uh, departure of Norman Powell and Robert Covington. Portland. What are you trying to pull? Are you trying to clear out cap space so that they can hit the free agent market next year? Are you trying to get picks? Are you trying to tank to help Dame? What are you doing? Because you're not helping this man. You're not giving this man any help. CJ, the only motherfucking help that you got. And you gonna trade him too? You cleared out Powell and Covington to not stunt Anthony Simons' growth. Okay, you got another guy that could be a potential star, a younger star. So I can understand why swapping out CJ McCollum is good, but you sure about that? I would keep all three of them and build around those three. But the New York Knicks are interested. Shit, the Knicks should be interested in a lot of motherfuckers because... They are having the most disappointing season because I expected them to win 42 games and be in the playing game, but it don't even look like they're going to make that with the emergence of other teams. We got Atlanta, we got Boston, we got Charlotte, you know, coming out. And I don't think that the cream of the Knicks would rise to the top, but if they do add McCollum, there's still a chance because McCollum's one of those guys that can get hot from the field. He can get hot and light it up. He just doesn't have any defense. Not any good defense. But there's other teams also interested in McCollum. There are plenty of teams that can use the services. I mean, Philadelphia 76ers, hello. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying you can do better than fat ass Harden. I'm not saying that CJ's a better player than Harden. But CJ will will give more effort than Harden. And I think he would be a better fit for the 76ers than James Harden. Even though Harden's a big name, I understand Philly wants him. But are you sure? Because at the drop of any adversity, James Harden is going to quit. CJ McCollum doesn't quit at all. All right, Marvin Bagley is heavy in trade talks. The Sacramento Kings are desperate to unload the forward who has really done nothing with his career, except this year where he was actually healthy for a whole season. Now, there I mean, the Knicks can use that guy for sure. 
There, I mean, there are plenty of teams that can use them. I mean, Atlanta, you know what I'm saying? Um, Utah could definitely use Marvin Bagley. Dallas. Dallas is a team that should inquire about him. Brooklyn. Woo! Brooklyn need him bad. Marvin Bagley is a good 10 and 7. Um, Gordon Hayward was injured uh, the other night. I don't know the status of the injury yet. You know, they, they said that he wasn't going to return to the game. I mean, you. I hope that it's not another one of those season-ending injuries because if so, the uh, Charlotte Hornets got finessed. Because here we go again. Gordon Hayward always hurt. That white boy can't stay healthy for shit. It might be time to throw him into trade talks. Now, Jeremy Grant has sparked interest from the Washington Wizards, the Sacramento Kings, and the Portland Trailblazers. I mean, man, the Blazers should really hop on that train if they want to get a player at a discount. They want to get a, a player at a discount. Jeremy Grant's their man. But I don't know with the recent tradings of Covington and Powell, I don't know what you could give up. I mean, you could give up what you just got in Eric Bledsoe. But I don't know, man. You can give up some Nasir Little. Shit, I'll take Nasir Little on the Pistons. That'll be great. But I think that he can help the Trailblazers the most at this point. Washington, I can see if the Sabonis thing doesn't work, that could be the second option. And Sacramento, I ain't gonna hold you. Sacramento could use him. I mean, uh, I mean, we'll take Marvin Bagley, but I wouldn't be too excited about him. You know, I like Grant way more than Bagley. Grant's more reliable. But however. We gonna get some picks. Wizards, Kings, and Trailblazers, the Pistons. Y'all gonna get the Pistons some picks? What's up? We'll gladly take your picks. We'll gladly take your shit. And the Nets are also interested in sharpshooter Danny Green. Now, Danny Green isn't having the best season in the world, but maybe a change of scenery and playing with guys like Kyrie and Kevin Durant and James Harden could help this man rediscover his hunger, his shot, and his defense. Because on Philly, it seems like he's slacking because he's not really pressured to do any workloads. In Brooklyn, he would be he would he would be um made to work. And I mean there's plenty of guys you could trade for him. Shit, I ain't gonna hold you. I'd give up the young boy Claxton for green, in my opinion. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie. Not even gonna hold you. Um, Jakob Pertle is a hot name in trade talks. If you're unfamiliar with Jakob Pertle, he is a center that plays for the San Antonio Spurs, who used to play for the Ble for the uh, Raptors, and he is a pretty good starter, starter or a backup. And there are plenty of teams. Uh, interested in Pertle's uh, services. 
Brooklyn Nets again. I mean, the Nets, you know what I'm saying? Like, all of those trade rumors for Jakob Pertl, I mean, the Bulls was trying to get him, but the Spurs rejected the deal. I mean, the Raptors are interested in Poto's Pertle services again. And then Miles Turner, of course, is one of the hottest names of the trade deadline since the beginning of the season. Now, you know, Raptors, Mavericks could all use his services, in my opinion. Brooklyn again, I mean, why not? Like, Brooklyn can use everybody at this point that's available to them. Oh, delusional fakers fans and bronze stands. I ain't forgot you now. I ain't forgot you, lover, lover. I ain't forgot y'all niggas, man. I ain't forgot y'all little bitches, man, on my birthday. Don't, just because it's my birthday don't mean I'm going to go soft. Pause. <laughs> now that y'all King is back and Anthony Davis is back, y'all getting some big heads. I'm reading shit on Twitter that... The Lakers is going to be the only 10 seed to win the champion championship. Are y'all fucking crazy? The Lakers might not even make it out of the goddamn play-in tournament. You saw what Los Angeles did without Norman Powell and Robert Covington. Can you imagine if they get those boys back and they have to face off in the play-in? More than likely, I don't I think that they'll make the play-in but as a, a seventh seed, you know, if we look at the landscape of the West, if we're going to take all the personal feelings out of it and the hatred, I don't really hate the Lakers. I just can't stand LeBron's fan base. I'm cool with LeBron. I ain't got no beef with Bron. Westbrook, however, that's a problem within itself. Like this dude, you know, Anthony and Bron out there balling. And Russ is shooting one for ten. That nigga cost me money over the weekend. I'm like, you can't score ten points with Braun and AD. I mean, the Lakers have a chance to get into the playing game as maybe an eight seed. I take that back because if I look at it from this perspective, the Mavericks are better. The Jazz are slumping, but they're getting back on their winning way, to their winning ways. Um, the Denver Nuggets are, are 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 in a good spot. I don't think the Lakers are better than the Nuggets, and that's without Jamal Murray, who might return this season. Michael Porter Jr. I'm not so sure of. The Timberwolves are a better team. I think the Timberwolves could give the Lakers problems. Because the last game they played, you know, Carl Anthony Towns roasted Anthony Davis. I mean, let's take a look at the Lakers' schedule the next few games. Let's see what they're working with. I mean, tonight they play the Milwaukee Bucks. I mean, they get an easy game with the Blazers. Then you got to battle the Golden State Warriors. You know that's an L. Utah Jazz, you know that's an L. Los Angeles Clippers, that could go either way. But I'm picking the Clippers. Pelicans and Lakers, eh, that's a dub. 
Mavericks and Lakers, I'm not sure. That could go either way. I'm picking the Mavericks. Lakers and Clippers, I'm picking the Lakers in that game. Warriors and Lakers, I'm picking the Warriors. Lakers and Spurs, you got the Spurs and then the Rockets. Those are two easy dubs. Wizards, they should beat them. Then you got the Suns, then you got the Raptors, then you got the Timberwolves, then you got the Raptors again. Then you got to go against the Wizards, then you got to go against the Cavs, and then the Sixers. So that second half, they're playing a lot of above 500 teams. The league gave the Lakers the easiest schedule in the first half of the season. And they fucked off a lot of games. It's going to be hard for them to succeed. Very, very hard. Um, the Bucks destroyed the Clippers and spoiled uh, Norman Powell and Robert Covington's debuts. I think Norman Powell had 30 in his debut. And they looked good, but the Bucks were just having the time of their lives. Shooting threes, making shots. Giannis was busting threes. Middleton was in his bag for a change. Bobby Portis has been on a hot streak. That dude has stepped in to the most improved player universe. The most improved player is among the most loaded I have ever seen. There is 20 guys that I could pick for the most improved player. And I will explain that on my trade deadline special on Thursday. Once the trade deadline ends, I'll um, go live and you guys will probably see it on Friday morning, if not Thursday night. Just stay tuned. I'm going to give you the, 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 the long list of candidates for the most improved player. Now, to, let, let's get into tonight's games. There are some interesting games uh, tonight. Interesting of them all. This is the only one that I'm gonna the only game that I'm interested in talking about is Chicago and Phoenix. This is a clash of the Titans. Now, however, Phoenix started off whooping that ass. Phoenix had to let you know we the best team in the league. Or we're we're we're, we're uh up there with Golden State. I'm gonna take that back. I mean they was the best team in the league. I think Golden State took back number one. But it was a clash of Zach and DeRozan and Vucevic versus Chris Paul and Booker. And Booker did not disappoint with 38 points, 4 rebounds, 5 assists, 5 of 10 from 3, 14 of 23, just very efficient. Michael Bridges, 15 points. Chris Paul, 19 points and 11 assists. DeAndre Ayton, Nine, uh, 13 points and 9 rebounds. JaVale McGee, 16 and 8 off the bench. Yeah, even though Phoenix was holding on for dear life as the Bulls mounted a fourth quarter comeback. As Zach Levine got hot. 32 points, 6 rebounds, 8 assists. 4 of 7 from 3, made all 10 of his free throws. 9 of 20 from the field. Then we got DeMar DeRozan, 16 of 27. 38 points. 
I just think the Bulls rolled the backs of their three stars and prayed for a miracle. But I believe the Bulls will kick it into high gear once Lonzo Ball and Alex Caruso returns. And we got some good news from Chicago that Patrick Williams is could return this season from that finger injury because he was supposed to be out for the season. But if that boy comes back, oh, they in trouble. It could be a Bulls and Cavs conference finals. I'm not going to hold you. I never underestimate the NBA champions. I never underestimate um, the Bucks, though. Miami is very sneaky as well. But I root for the underdogs. Bulls and Cavs are technically underdogs because those group of players have not been successful on that level with the exception of DeRozan making the conference finals. But shit got real. But um, I'm a... Uh, Enjoy my birthday. I appreciate y'all for checking me out. Thank you so much. This is King Known Uncensored. And I'm out.